0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Private Education, the Smart Facts and Relationships podcast. I thought I'd go super professional on that one for some reason. It's Ashley. and guess who's also here? Hello, guys. It's Andrea, live from the United States of America.
0: (laughs) From LA. From LA. (laughs) Ungodly hours of the morning, but we move. We
1: move. No, it's good. Well, it is ungodly, but you have coffee, so give over. There you go. Absolutely. Can we just talk about, like, you have coffee, and if you look just to your right and look out the window, you see a swimming pool.
0: It is pretty good. So shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> apologies. Now apologies.
1: Though, now that we've got that out of the way. Um, so Andrea, as I've probably I've said in a couple of recent episodes, Andrea is in America um with her fella uh for a month, but we decided we do this episode together um this week, and I'm gonna start Andrea with a story because some people who follow me on Instagram might have seen earlier today that I had a bit of an awkward moment mm. involving a lift and a strange man. So let me just tell you the full context, right? So I was going for an appointment, like a kind of a government agency style appointment without giving too much away.
0: Yeah. And you work for the FBI. We all understand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, was a, work? A, it was a meeting with the CIA, not my mm-hmm. government, but someone's Listen. government. Uh, no, it was it was a government agency that I was going to. I had a had a, an appointment to go and get something sorted. Um, so I went into the building and there was a man standing just in to the left, and he did so. You know the way when you go into an an, an appointment, there's normally like a reception desk. Yeah. So the, there wasn't really one, and there wasn't an obvious security guard, but this man was just kind of loitering there. Okay. Hang on. When I went in, he kind of said. Uh, yeah right and I said um yeah I have an appointment and I was kind of I wasn't sure if I should be
0: telling him, telling him. is this his business yeah you know
1: but he had a lanyard on so he kind mm. of looked vaguely official so I was like okay and then he then he like took out a clipboard and he was like what's your name and I was like okay, okay. so this is obviously yeah he's obviously moonlighting as the receptionist, or whatever. So that was fine. So I gave him my name and he was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Come on this way and I'll show you where to go. So I was like, Fine. So I followed him kind of up a ramp around onto a corridor. And there was a staircase. And then opposite the staircase, there was a lift. Mm. He stood at the lift, pressed the thing to open the doors. The doors opened and he stood into the lift. And he was like, Just in here. And I went, I, like straight away, I was like, I, uh, you were a 50 something year old man. You're taller than me. I don't know who you are. You haven't introduced yeah. yourself as anyone, and uh, you don't have any obvious. You know, like I, I don't know. I just felt I was just like I, don't, I just don't want to get in a lift with you. I just don't want yeah. to get in. And the lift was very small. I mean, it's the type of lift that probably maximum three people could stand in comfortably without actually touching each other. Yeah. So I kind of went. Oh, you know, it's okay. I'll take the stairs. And I kind of put my foot onto the first step. So that's Mm -hmm. how close, Yeah, I mean, that's how close. Oh, yeah. And he went, oh, but you don't know where you're going. And I kind of went, well, I presume it's upstairs. You know, I was kind of trying to lighten the mood or light about it. Yeah. And I also didn't want him to feel because, look, I know not every man or woman or person is there to be harmful. Like, I didn't expect or think that he was going to do me any harm. Yeah. I just felt uncomfortable with the situation and I'm not the type, like, if I am walking down a, a quiet lane, and there's a man walking behind me, I am a bit more vigilant, like, I am, I, that of level course. of awareness does kind of switch on, yeah. as, I think, as I think it does, it's probably fair to say it does for most women, um, and yeah. so anyway, I kind of said to him, I was like, oh no, I'll take the stairs, and he was like, but you don't know where you're going, and I was like, no, yeah, that's true, and I kind of, he caught me off guard with the like you don't know where you're going thing and yeah like Jesus maybe it's a bloody labyrinth up those stairs and I won't be able to find the place yeah and he was like I said are you sure we can't like it's only it, what is it one or two floors up I can happily take the stairs and he was like no but, but you don't know where you just get in the lift just get come on just get in the lift and I was kind of like sorry mm. and you know the way so Andrea and I both listen to podcasts hosted by females and their true crime po- podcasts and that yeah. their golden rule is always don't be afraid uh, like a variation on don't be afraid to be rude
0: fuck politeness excuse the french but that's one of their slogans it's fuck yes. politeness because you you being polite could be the the difference between when you have that good feeling being polite could be the difference between just being kind of agreeable and in danger so totally. yeah 100 percent
1: and I'm actually a little bit embarrassed to say that I let my agreeability and my, like, I don't know, intense Irish politeness lead me into the lift. So instead of following my will and doing what I wanted to do, I was just like, OK, and I just got into the lift. And granted, I was only in there with the doors closed for probably 20 seconds. But I was trying to converse with the man while mentally preparing to fight him off if I needed to and I know that sounds very dramatic and like I'm aware but like and he didn't he didn't you know he didn't hold a knife up to me and tell me to get into the lift he was just you know but I still the whole time I couldn't figure out the logic for him needing to be in the lift with me if he had to you know sometimes you go into a building and they have to beat the lift so you can go up like so that yeah. it, won't, it won't work without a fob or whatever yeah so I was thinking maybe okay maybe that was the case or whatever but like even at that they can beep it and then send you up without having to be in there with you
0: absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. or and they could just say go to x floor do you know what I mean the lift totally. is over there like so yeah. many times yeah yeah
1: and and also you know I mean when I got up there I realized that I had to step out of the lift and turn right it wasn't like that, and I was there. I was at the appointment. It wasn't like I had to go right and then take the second left and then go to the nineteenth door on the. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Yeah. It was it not complicated. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Like I
1: easily found it, and I easily found my way out. So there was no reason that I could see why he would insist on physically being present in the lift with me for the journey. Mm. Um, and it just made me uncomfortable. It just made me uncomfortable, and I put up a poll on Instagram, being like. Am I mad, or yeah. was that inappropriate? And um, now I'm going to check the number of votes. But what I what I can say in the meantime is, uh, very few people said I was mad. Very, very few. Yeah. I and I also just want to say,
0: 100%. in terms of being agreeable, I I don't think you should be. You know, there's no embarrassment. There's no, um, there's no shame around that because sometimes that is the best way. To to be like, yeah, fuck politeness, etc is fine when you have the chance to do it and you can be like, no, and I'm exiting stage left, you know, that way and you can run away and you can get yourself mm-hmm. out safely. But in that situation, there was how are you, A, how are you going to get to the appointment? And B, you didn't really have another choice. Cause in in fairness, he was right. You didn't know where you were going. Now, if you had got to the top of the stairs, you probably would have found it pretty easily, but you didn't know that. So you had to kind of go with.
1: But I mean, also there's a case to be made for if I say I oh, know I'm sure I'll be okay I'll try and find it and then I come into I like struggle to find the place probably look like the likelihood is there's gonna be someone else I can ask Absolutely. or else I could always just go back down and ask him again you know what I mean yeah. and, but I, I just feel like that option should have been uh, should have been opened to me and it kind of wasn't um, and yeah. so the way he reacted why, as
0: well Oh. felt a lot It just the way you described it feels very per- pressured do you know that type of way so just get no, like is, he yes. couldn't see yes. it from your point of view he couldn't no. see that he couldn't see the problem there do you know no. that you no. or or not a problem or he couldn't see what your issue might have been do you know why why wouldn't a girl want to get in a lift with me on her no. own? do you know yeah. That, that yeah just... and, and I'm sorry like but in 2022
1: that's not I don't think that's acceptable like And not even not even I don't want to be like gendered about it, but not just for men like. No, absolutely. I mean, any anyone like especially considering COVID, like if anyone expressed that they did not want to get into a lift with me, I'd be like, yeah, fine. And I'd move on. You know, it wouldn't even. Absolutely. It wouldn't even be a question. And so the votes, the results of the vote, I I had 16 votes for you're mad and then nearly a thousand votes for no, that was inappropriate. So. Very their,
0: the, the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. They do. Now what, what
1: I will say is my mother voted for you are mad.
0: Yeah, well, Mary.
1: <laughs> I mean
0: I don't well, know that where, doesn't surprise me. I don't I know where you want to take so that,
1: much. but that's that's the type of support I'm facing at home parentally. Um so Grant. But yeah, I just wanted to tell you that and, and say it to to listeners because I just I found it kind of jarring and it, it felt weird and it felt um inappropriate and it kind of like a couple of people messaged me to say um like why didn't you why didn't you insist on saying no you know mm. why didn't you insist on going up the stairs or like whatever but then somebody messaged me and said if you had insisted on saying no like if someone is intent on doing harm harm and you were to say no and be firm and just I'm taking the stairs thanks very much what yeah. is to say that they wouldn't be waiting at the top of the stairs or what is to say that they wouldn't at that point decide I'm I'm committing this crime <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead of it do you know what I mean like what is the the me
0: being polite thing
1: is almost like a protection mechanism in a in a way
0: this is what yeah. I'm saying mm. so you know like it the you, you make the decision about your safety and the way you're going to react based on the specific instance you can't say to somebody always run always say no oh because that's not like that is not going to be okay no um because it almost feels like
1: if you're in a position with someone who's going to do something bad to you like you you might be able to sense that and exacerbating it is not going to do you any harm or any sorry it's not going to do you any good I should say
0: no and I think the you're kind of also you're kind of thinking like I don't want to let them know that I know or that I have an awareness of something might be up because you know you don't want to give any it's kind of like that friends like I did they don't you do they know we know they know kind of thing because once you know you have a bit more power you know and if an awareness up and your guard is up yeah um but I just I think that opens up to a wider issue around like yeah it's 2022 we're living in a world where unfortunately women are still under attack in a lot in a lot of different ways but that not too long ago was that last year you're down in Murphy. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah you know what i mean so yeah. like and then female and Sarah Everard as well
1: there was a good few like yeah yeah of, of late
0: so like and, and it's not um to say that it's like there is a gender stereotype maybe there Mm -hmm. and there is a there is a weighted I suppose when you look at the facts and you look at like the numbers of women that are being uh, being attacked by men Mm -hmm. and because I think one of the big problems I have with this whole area to speak about is um female violence or violence against women but it completely eliminates men from the problem because you know yeah. violence against what? who is who's who's perpetrating yeah. the crime yeah. so I just think that in this day and age there should be a little bit more awareness and it's sad that you mentioned it was a government agency because you would think that in the country we're in and the the response and the outpour and everything that came with that awful crime people were like no we need to be better and we need to do better and it should be coming from the top down and for that to be a government agency where you're going for an appointment and for yeah. people to be just like what's the problem getting the lift with me
1: yeah you you're, and, and i f- i found it weird because i mean i said no i was like no 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 I, i'll i'll take the stairs mm-hmm. honestly it's fine no no i'll you know i said the word no several times yeah and to my mind no matter your gender no matter your age no matter your whatever if someone says no to something like that's kind of the the end of that do you know what I mean yeah like you just go yeah oh well okay you work away then and even if it causes them problems even if you foresee that they will run into issues if you whatever it is mm-hmm. if someone says no you kind of have to unless you're their parent which this man was not like you kind of have to take that at face value and just agree to you know go your separate ways or whatever so I don't know I just found it very strange and I think that people in general need to just have an awareness of how they're you know how an action like that can impact someone else I guess
0: yeah and I suppose as well excuse me you are a tall lady relative Mm -hmm. to me anyway I mean I'm a short lady so I can you know give that for context (laughs) but um my dad is six foot three and on that, just the when you mentioned somebody's presence, he knows he's a very tall and built man. So we've often been out places and he has actively made himself either appear smaller or taken himself out of a situation like a, a dynamic, let's say, of people where he would feel like he'd be looking like a threat to other. And it's, yeah. uh, like in this case, it is kind of other women, women. Do you know, that kind yeah. of way. So he wouldn't. And like he's in his 50s. So he's a 50 year old man that's well aware. And maybe it's because he's a daughter and he's like, Jesus, you know. Yeah. You know, you kind of give stories. You come home, you say you never guess what happened. And this is how I felt. And I felt unsafe. And he's probably thinking, well, how can I make other people feel more safe? Sure. But yeah. still, that man, I think, should have known better.
1: I do too. I do too. Yeah. Regardless of, I mean, obviously if, if there's a man out there who has a daughter or, you know, whatever, yeah, they'll probably have a heightened instinct for that. But yeah, regardless of whether you have a daughter, women exist in your life. Women exist in your ether. Like we are 51% of the population. So whether or not like they've a daughter or they've a sister or they've whatever, like having an awareness that someone's someone might not want to be in an enclosed space with a stranger I just think that's a fairly standard thing to understand anyway look we'll move on we'll move on we have more pressing sexy relationship <laughs> matters bits and bobs yeah and bobs so the kind of the theme if you like of this episode is dry spells so I happen to be the the go-to gal for um friends and um, colleagues and family members if there's any kind of sex issues. And one thing that has cropped up many, many, many times among friends of mine um, is the issue of dry spells and also the amount a couple has sex. Okay. Um, so... I think like recently I was talking to someone and they were talking about like the amount that sex happens in their relationship. And they were saying, you know, we kind of aim for once a week. And I was like, great, brilliant. That's I mean, that's actually loads. And they were like, it's not that much. And I was like, believe me when I tell you having sex once a week is loads. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're when you're an adult and you've got bits going on once a week, yeah. is a lot. And then we kind of a couple of other people chimed in and they were like, well, yeah, you know, this couple that I know of, like they could go for weeks and not have sex. This other couple that I know could go for months and not have sex. Mm -hmm. This other couple that I know only have sex twice a year and that's fine. Then this other couple I know have sex five, six, seven times a week and that's fine for them. Mm -hmm. So on the topic of dry spells, can I ask Andrea to get to launch into this topic? Let's do it what way do you view dry spells um personally like i know for me they happen a lot um mm-hmm. i've been married for 5 years and i think dry spells are quite normal um for for us or for me they wouldn't ever extend beyond probably 3 weeks 4 weeks max yeah but that's again i don't think is any normal or abnormal
0: no what, what I suppose that's it yeah I think I I think it's very specific to a relationship yes. so I've been in relationships before where like sex would be a really really big part of the relationship to the point where like almost one of the pillars of the relationship and not that that's a bad thing but then when that's gone you're kind of like okay so what else What do we we do? What what it? Do you know what I mean? So that was like when you when you're younger, that kind of a thing. Um. So in that in that instance, it was a big big deal because it was like, well, hang on a second. This is an indication that something is wrong because this is what we do, and if we're not doing this, what what does that mean? And then other relationships where because you're leading a busy life and because maybe you're not physically in the same time zone, country, you know, it it just happens. Um. And I think I do think it's very specific to the couple and the relationship, as I said, because what both people's preferences are need to, like, they need to align, you know, that way. And like, yeah, never mind we, we've
1: we've spoken about that before. Yeah, like the libidos not matching, and that's so common. And in, in fact, it's probably the it's rarest the thing. Yeah, it's the rarest thing for two people's sex drives to be identical and for them both to be. You know ready. On, on the exact same trajectory all the time yeah and like i think the first thing to say if someone's listened to this and they've seen the phrase dry spell and they've thought oh my god i'm going to listen to this episode because i'm in one or i'm having one or i'm they these happen all the time or whatever the, the case might be the first thing i'd say is there's no need to worry in the immediate term like there's no, no. need to look at your dry spell and be like oh this is a huge problem unless and this is a big unless the dry spell has entered into not only sex but your ability to communicate about it with your partner yeah so like I don't think it becomes a huge issue unless the communication has also broken down because as you said I mean life happens and yeah you know sex at a certain point in a relationship, now look, obviously, if you're early doors into a relationship, like I remember, I, I was with someone years ago, and I I genuinely I had sex with them every time I saw them. Yeah, and it was because that's what we did, and what you yeah. know we had a we had a great relationship. Other than that, we used to obviously we used to do other things too, but I I remember that being a prominent thing where every time I saw him, that would happen, and. Mm-hmm. Obviously, over the course of time, it became less frequent and we, you know, we had to kind of cop on to ourselves a bit. But like, again, it totally depends on the phase of your relationship um, and both of your your wants, like your your the the event that you would want to have sex.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. I do think the communication piece is very important as well because it becomes, I think you're right, it becomes a problem when two people are not having sex and then one person says... Just want to have a little check. We're really busy now. And that's why this isn't happening. Yeah. And for you, the other person to be like, oh, yeah, like having a minute in the day to think like can't even make dinner at the minute, you know, whatever it is, yeah. and for it to be like a grand. And it, that's a very blunt, very, you know, direct question. Yeah. But if there is a way to communicate that and that it's reciprocated in the sense that it's like, yeah, no, 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 100 percent, still mad about you, still will rip your clothes off, however can't do it right now but we, yeah. we it's coming you know literally lol um, I, I but, think
1: as well that that there could be considered like a traditional dry spell if you like so you say to your yeah. pet, oh my god like we're just up to 90 there's children there's jobs there's like yeah. we need we need to sleep we need to cook we need to exercise and sex has dropped down the priority list a little bit yeah but, so I would consider that to be a dry spell. However, another conversation that's probably worth having with your partner, no matter what stage of relationship you're at, if you don't already know this information about your, your um, the person that you're sleeping with, yeah. is to have a conversation in general about how often you guys would both like to have sex. So say, for instance, you you sit down and you talk to your boyfriend, because I, I was with someone um before, a different person, who was kind of very laid back about how often we'd have sex, like wasn't, no, don't get me wrong, liked it when it happened, but wasn't angling for it the whole time. And wasn't, if it didn't happen from one end of the month to the next, they weren't overly pushed. Uh, Whereas in a different relationship, it might be different. It might be someone that is like, okay, well, ideally in my ideal world, it would be three times a week. And then you can say, okay, well, in my ideal world, it would be once a month. How do we meet in the middle on that? Yeah. Do you know, so like, if you haven't had that conversation, you may not be in a dry spell. You just may be in a, an incompatibility that hasn't been vocalized.
0: Ex- you're so right. That's just not, it's not been discussed. So how are you to know? It's like, exactly. well, it's information you don't have 100%. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose. And that'll depend on the stage of the relationship you're in as well. Do you know that way? Like early okay. doors or, you know maybe it's it's gone on for a while so yeah in terms of that previous example is a traditional dry spell but maybe this is something that's kind of come up time and time again and you Mm -hmm. haven't actually had the conversation you've just said so maybe Mm -hmm. that conversation would be the way out of a pattern as opposed to it being um it's a it's a personal pattern as well because you mentioned three weeks at the start other people might think two days is a problem for them whatever it is personally for that specific couple is what's important their pattern you know but uh yeah I think that's really important and I I don't know if many people do that Mm. and I don't know if many people have those kind of fun conversations early doors or at all to be like what what what's your expectations here around sex yeah
1: and I I mean it's it's probably worth happen or sorry it's probably worth having that conversation at various intervals throughout your relationship because at the start you might want to bone three times a week but three years in you might not you know you might not have those same ones because you know for for many reasons and one thing to bear in mind though is uh, like like I said don't don't worry if sex declines over the course of time because think about it right so when you're first texting someone Mm -hmm. a it's new so that's exciting so you're just kind of flat out horny the whole time but then b you know there's that thing of like um you're kind of you don't know them like in depth. So you don't mm-hmm. know the very core of their soul and they don't know you that well. And therefore you're allowed, like there's a little bit more flexibility in, in how sexy and, and, you know, flirty and stuff you can be. Like if I was to text my husband today and be like, here, listen, I can't wait to rip your clothes off later or whatever, like send him some mm-hmm. kind of mad nasty text message he'd be like what like you, just, <laughs> like you just asked me to get two liters of milk and now you're like you know what I mean so we yeah that that our communication around sex has changed because we've been married for quite a quite a while and whereas at the start of our yeah. relationship it might have been different that type of message accompanied by a seductive pick
0: might not have been you know so so confusing given yeah, the context and, of the rest of the also, conversation
1: yeah. yeah and also right like I don't know how you feel about this but like I don't want to say it'd be embarrassing but like to someone that you you know intimately so so like he has witnessed me deliver his child do you know what I mean we have yeah we have there's water under the bridge there and mm-hmm. sometimes you get a bit like of well, course I can't Jesus, I can't text my husband that while he's at work. You know, you get a bit kind of yeah. I can't, I can't go there. And like, obviously, if you can go there, fantastic, and absolutely do. But mm-hmm. I think it, that that sort of stuff might be easier earlier on in the relationship. Like, I'm I'm guessing that you exchange some saucy texts with your um LA lover. <laughs> but that's because you're early yeah,
0: early, early doors 100%. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 no definitely and I think that's I think that's I'm just as you're describing that I'm thinking back on relationships that I've had and in the yeah. beginning it is all that and like god bless snapchat when it was in the height of its heyday because ideal for that kind of thing but like it got yeah you get to a stage in a relationship where you're like oh, absolutely not like that wouldn't I'm embarrassed. Mm -hmm. They'd probably be embarrassed to that kind of way because the relationship moves out of it because that kind of activity for me seems very flirty and very like um, adventurous and kind of like not where like a relationship kind of moves in. I suppose it's like seasons you go into different stages and you kind of get into a more comfortable and not comfortable as in complacent but comfortable as in content stage and you don't need to be firing off saucy pics you know left right and center to keep them interested because they know you do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they know who you are yeah. and also like they probably know that that's not part of your day-to-day goings on do you know that kind of way like yeah. Yeah. and it is for some people it don't is get for me some. wrong that's yeah, zero no, zero judgment that's not what it is but like it's not that's not that's not me so mm-hmm. I think in the in the like we all put our best foot forward and try to be the sexiest person we can be in the earliest stages of a relationship and there's yeah, no do. hair unpruned do you know no. what I mean everything is everything from the is eyebrows like... down taking care of do you know what I mean unless the person that you're with is a fan of a full bush in which case Listen, hair everywhere. Well, unless you're a fan of a full bush whatever your preferences around <laughs> bushes are you do you but you know that kind of starts to yeah you kind of get more comfortable in a lot of ways and I think I agree it probably would be a little bit out of out of context
1: yes and I think it's it's important to ask as well if you're considering okay what is this dry spell about here like consider if it's circumstantial or if it's driven by emotion or lack of communication so like yeah if you're if you're if you're sitting there and you're going okay I'm in a dry spell think like okay do you feel is it just that you are tired overworked like you go to bed early every night you're you know you've got a lot on you've got four kids in your house or whatever the case might be is it that and you don't really feel in the mood or is it that you're kind of feeling disconnected from your partner you don't feel like mm-hmm. you want to be intimate with them you don't feel like you can be intimate with them and it might be kind of more emotionally driven so decide kind of which one it is if it's the, the time thing like if it's literally just I'm exhausted I like we can't get around to having the ride like it's just not it it never seems at the right time my advice there would actually be and this sounds so not sexy so I apologize Mm -hmm. my advice there would be plan it in yeah like scheduled riding does not sound sexy but trust me when I say scheduled rides are better than no rides
0: 100% you know what you're describing if that is the case you probably have scheduled every other not you but I mean the person in that instance probably has scheduled everything else into their life and they're living by a schedule so if you have to schedule when you do your food shop then you have to schedule when you're going to have sex you know what I mean if it's coming down to the if it's coming down to the wire like that do it
1: just do it and look just do it (laughs) just do it and it's not that's not to make that's not to turn it into a chore look at it this way you could see on your, you know, your shared family calendar, please do not share this with your children, of course, but your shared family calendar, you could see, you know, Thursday night is sex night and you're going, oh my God. And it could actually turn quite an ordinary week into like, oh my God. And, you know, we're going to have a deadly ride on Thursday. This is going to be great. And it could actually heighten the excitement and it could heighten the kind of tension between you and your other half and turn Mm -hmm. into something actually quite positive positive. On the other hand, if you're if it's not a timing, scheduling, very full life circumstantial. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not that and you are feeling a disconnect, if you're feeling a little bit alienated from your partner, if you're feeling if it's, you know, a body confidence issue, if it's kind of coming from an emotional place, whether that's you or whether it's you and them. Mm -hmm. My advice would be, well, first of all, if you are disconnected from your partner because things are not going well and you don't want to have sex with them and you don't feel like you are happy in that relationship anymore, I'm here to tell you that that's not a dry spell. No, that's that's not, that's not what's happening there. You are not having sex, not because you want to, you just can't get to it. It's because there's something fundamentally at at odds in that relationship and that needs Mm -hmm. to be addressed because look, if that's the case and you're going, God, I really don't want to have sex with them. I d- Either way, you know, I don't fancy them. I don't feel like it because they're horrible to me. I Whatever the case might be, I don't feel like it because I'm actually having sex with someone else on the side. Whatever the circumstances for that, that's not a dry spell. That's a whole different can of worms that we don't yes. have time to talk about on, on this no. episode. But if it is um, like you don't feel connected to them, you don't feel you don't feel like you can just you know initiate sex because that can often be a problem in a dry spell and sometimes what happens is like you you don't initiate sex for such a such a long time that it kind of almost feels awkward or something and you're kind of like if you do it and then you're you're rejected or rebuffed in the in that moment that might make you feel worse or if you do it and they're not in the mood that day it might make you feel awkward or whatever like, what I would say is, and I've probably given this advice to, I've definitely given this advice, in fact, to several friends. I would say, do that thing. You actually gave me a similar advice on, for something completely different. Do you remember that counting down from five thing that you ah. Tell, yeah. me about,
0: tell me about five second rule so yeah. it's this woman this woman called mel robbins so just to give her her uh credits um and she's this thing called the five second rule and basically when you're building something up in your head you overwhelm yourself so it becomes this big thing like this massive thing and to get you there to activate to do a thing what she gets you to do is count backwards from five because neurologically what it does it interrupts it's a different part of your brain it interrupts the panic and the worry and that and you five four three two one and you just do it and you literally count down you don't have to count down out loud especially if you're beside someone you're (laughs) going to initiate sex (laughs) (laughs) like a NASA launch but if you five four three two one in your head and then you do a thing you've pushed yourself into doing it and it it works in so many different ways I think that that's the that's the I think that's what we're talking about that's a great idea
1: Yeah, and I don't mean stand in the middle of the kitchen and go five, four, three, two, one, and then just strip off and like lay <laughs> on the ground. I don't mean that. But what I mean is, you know, if if initiating sex is something you want to do, but you're you haven't done it for ages and you just feel a little bit embarrassed or a little bit reluctant or a little bit kind of always is gonna be received, the other person in all likelihood is probably feeling something similar mm-hmm. and love. The other person to initiate something or to even show a signal that they might want to have the ride later so what i would suggest doing is in a, at an appropriate moment when you're alone with your partner count down from five and then go over there and just lob the gob and i don't mean a quick peck on the cheek i mean a proper kiss like give it give it everything mm-hmm. and have a bit of a feel and see how that goes now the great thing about it is you don't have to have sex right there and then. But what that will do is that will indicate to them, oh, okay, there's, you know, there's sauce yeah. at play here. Mm-hmm. It will indicate to them that you might be willing to have sex at a later moment. It would indicate to them that that's something that you're interested in because quite often in a dry spell, the, the question between, like, the unspoken question between two people is, do they want it or? when do they want it or do like yeah. are we just not doing this because we don't want to or because you know so that will that will take down that barrier and mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't have to like I mean I'm not saying you need to drop to the floor and like ride in the middle of cooking dinner but what I mean is that will give that will kind of just wave the flag of this is something that I'm interested in if you're interested to come back to me on it and yeah If it is, look, if it is the right moment and you go over and nod the gob and something intimate ends up happening wherever you are, fantastic news Mm -hmm. for the parish. And the dry spell is almost over. Um, What I would also say second to that is. After you've initiated that one time, Mm. it can be very easy in a dry spell to get back on the wagon once. And then another dry spell to start. I've seen that happen. Yeah. And I've heard of that happen tons of times. So what I would say is if you do it once and you're like, well, geez, that was great. Why were we hesitating? That's, that was so much fun. A couple of days later, a day later, within a week, I would say, mm. do the same thing again. Mm-hmm. So do the countdown and initiate. And look, there is no, if you're with someone that you're happy with, and you feel comfortable with and you feel okay with being intimate with you initiating regardless of your gender man woman whatever you initiating is not going to be frowned upon you're in a safe comfortable relationship with someone that you want to have sex with so initiating is not the issue yeah countdown, down love the gob give a big kiss have a bit of a feel whatever that might be a second time that week and if it leads to sex later on that day the next day great and if it doesn't again it just leaves the door open and it, it also it might give a much needed ego boost to your partner who might be not feeling very body confident or they might not be feeling very sexual or they might be feeling a little bit off with things but it also yeah. it also indicates to them look there's no pressure here that you know if you want to come over to me in the middle of the day and give me a kiss you can and it doesn't have to lead to sex And um, because yes. I feel like sometimes in, in relationships, a dry spell can be caused by pre- like by the, the anticipation
0: or the pressure. Yeah. And I sunrise. think if you're aware of it, they're aware of it. I think that's safe to say. Mm. And if you are, you might be feeling just that point around how, that, how it might give them a boost. Like you're kind of taking the first step there, do you know, that way? Whereas you're probably, you could potentially, not probably, you could potentially feel in the same way about yourself when that's happening especially if it's out of the out of the ordinary and out of the you know the norm so i think that's fantastic I think that's a great idea i love that thanks five four three two one do it no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and
1: again and like andrea said don't count it out because that'll be intensely weird that
0: would be also but you know what actually it could be kind of funny because if you do it once and they're like granted then you're in some other part of the house and you're like five <laughs> <we're> <laughs> Brendan, <four." laughs> and by the time they
1: reach you they're butt naked
0: yeah
1: (laughs) already on all fours
0: (laughs) yeah exactly I
1: don't know why I went don't 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 ask me why I went with all fours there listen don't ask I don't know why um have we any other advice for people going through dry spells I think the key thing is don't be concerned
0: don't be concerned and be open to either talking about it or taking a bit of action because a lot of the times you fall into a dry spell and neither you know why so it's kind of like a oh, I thought you didn't. And it's like, no, I thought you didn't. And then it, like you do it and you're like, oh my God, if we just had a said, this is it, this is, you know, what, what's going on here. You could have interrupted it and it, it could have ended sooner. So I think taking a bit of action because one way or another, it's going to get you closer to a solution, yes. you know, that way. So whether it's like, actually, no, because, you know, if you were to try and activate something five, four, three, three, two, one, your way into it. And they're like, dead no absolutely not that's not what I want then you get to have a conversation about why what, what's why? going on here yeah. maybe we need to you know so yeah. I think either way it's the way forward yeah
1: and so you, you kind of have to go is this a sex drive spell or is this a communication drive spell and they probably yeah. go hand in hand so I so. have a chat like get either have a chat or do the five four three two one and see where that leads leads you Um. I hope that's in some semi decent advice. I feel like that's the stuff that I would want to know if I was going through a dry spell.
0: 100%. And I think knowing that it's normal is huge because oh, I think so you, when you're in it, you just feel so like othered. Do you know that way? You're like. Mostly. And
1: I also yeah. want to just hammer home the point that frequency of sex is neither an indicator of a good relationship or a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. uh, nor is it. um something that people speak about honestly a lot of the time I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people are either they don't talk about how frequently they have sex or they are dishonest about it to kind of keep up appearances Um, and so believe me when I say you know there are so many different levels of what's acceptable in terms of sex frequency and it ranges from multiple times a week or even a couple of times a day out as far as a couple of times a year and that can be received either of those situations can be well received within a relationship for both parties um yes. the, the the kind of the issue arises if there's a bit of an imbalance in in sex drives but that's something that you can have a conversation about but honest to god i can't stress enough if you are only having sex every couple of months and you're finding it fantastic and you and your partner are happy as larry that's fine. Don't, fe- you know, you don't have Absolutely. to feel under pressure to do something more often. If no. you're both happy and sexually satisfied, then happy days. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, definitely. Um. definitely everyone look at a, a shared calendar for you and your partner for planning in the ride. <laughs> I love
0: that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love organization.
1: Anyway, Go on. Um, from one coast of one country to another coast from another country. <laughs> Ashton and Andrea are saying goodbye. <laughs> um, and i don't know Dre. i don't know when you'll be back well i mean i know when you'll be back in ireland but i don't yeah. know when, maybe we could probably do another one for next week
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, this works but, grand
0: well let's it? see let's let's see what the audio quality is like and i don't sound like a robot from you know space no I space. don't think
1: you, well you don't sound like a space robot at the minute you have got a fancy headset on for anyone who can't see Andrea which is everyone but me yeah and her, and her, and her boyfriend who I think is probably watching on um... <laughs> and he's only here on one end of this conversation so yes. I can't wait if you like. <laughs> yes. what? all he can hear is you got five four three two one go let's have a Anyway, okay, so until next week, thanks everyone for listening, of course. And until next week, stay safe. Have fun. So bye. Bye.